Welcome back to Process. With this being the very last episode of Process for 2020, I figured this would be a great time to do a year in review. Lots of great stuff happened in 2020 for effective remote work and for me in general too. Some of the highlights being we started off the year with a YouTube channel, started off really, really slowly, but then with some videos that we did on alternatives to Rome research and a first look at Obsidian, things really started to take off, which was totally unexpected, but also very, very welcome. We also launched a new podcast called Remotely Working. However, I have put that one uh, to the side for the time being just because of lack of time, resources, and ability to do it at this point. That may come back in some different forms here and there uh, on the YouTube channel and otherwise, so be looking for that. A major highlight of the year was being able to launch the Obsidian Made Simple course. If you haven't checked that out, be sure to do so at obsidianmadesimple.com. But it was an absolute pleasure to work with Francesco D'Alessio in producing this course and really diving deep into what makes Obsidian work and how you can build an effective note-taking and personal knowledge management workflow using the software. 2020 hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows, though, as I'm sure you know. And there are a number of things that haven't gone as well, too, which we'll touch on in just a minute. But first, I wanted to dig into, from a productivity perspective, what has worked well for me. The most obvious new addition to my workflow that has worked well has been Obsidian. Just having a tool that focuses on links and notes and being able to connect and process ideas together to make new connections. The way Obsidian works, having all of those tools really helps me to take better notes. I was just thinking on this the other day that I have never taken notes this way. I've never felt such an intersection between the materials that I'm consuming, the books that I am reading, the notes that I'm taking, and the thoughts that I'm having as I have in the workflow that I have now with Obsidian. I find it so easy to just go back into some book notes that I've taken and craft permanent notes of my own thoughts, connect those into the broader scheme of notes inside of my vault, and then use them. I don't know how many episodes of process or in the YouTube channel that I have done this year that have been directly impacted by that note-taking process. Hands down, probably the best thing I have done this year so far. The other thing that's worked really well for me is still the bullet journal. I've had an on-again, off-again relationship with task managers, which I'll talk about in just a moment, but the bullet journal has been a staple all year long. It's gone through some iterations and revisions of how I'm using it, and I've talked about that a little bit on the podcast, but I love the bullet journal. I love being able to work in my daily workspace on paper. I don't have to worry about extra distractions. I can write things down. Heck, I can bring my notebook out when my kids are around and start thinking on something for a little bit while there might be a couple minutes of downtime and not have them freak out because frankly, they don't like it when I pull my tech devices out, but they're totally okay with me working in a notebook. Not exactly sure why that is. Lastly, a huge thing that's worked really well for me has been an annual review. Now, obviously this year, 2020, with the COVID pandemic, you couldn't predict anything that was going to happen. However, spending four to six hours like I did last December in 2019 to reflect upon the previous year and think toward the next year set me up with some great ideas and great frameworks for how to focus on effective remote work, how to focus on my productivity workflows, and how to focus and shift my overall life 
toward being a positive experience in that year and to grow in areas that I need to grow in. An annual review has become something that I cannot not do. I have to do them because they're so powerful for me. They're so impactful for me. Now, a few items that didn't work this year. Some of these are productivity related. Some of them are related to effective remote work. The first one being remotely working. I love the concept of this podcast. I love being able to talk about productivity in the context of remote work, leadership, connection, empathy, and all of that. However, I just ran short of time. With some of the shifting responsibilities of this year, I couldn't quite keep up with both doing process, which I love doing, and this podcast is not going away, the YouTube channel, which has been taking off, working on the Obsidian Made Simple course, and having a day job, and investing in my family, and managing having a house and things like that. That's a lot of stuff going on. That's a lot of stuff going on. And that's part of the reason why the community at community.effectiveremotework.com too suffered a little bit this year as well. I frankly didn't have much time to focus on investing and in building the community, especially when it felt like to start with that the COVID pandemic was almost working against me in some regards. A lot of activity dropped off when the pandemic hit, and I couldn't spend a lot of time focusing on it then either. And of course, energy and emotions have been up and down all over the last eight or nine months or so. There have been a lot of experiments and a lot of failures this year in those areas. And remotely working might be something that will come back in the future in maybe a different format. And the community is definitely something that I have on my list for 2021. I want to invest into a place where people who are interested in productivity, people who work in a digital-first format, whether you're a remote worker or not, if you're primarily working in a digital landscape, this community will be for you. I want to talk about note-taking. I want to talk about task management and the broader scope of productivity in that sense, goals, habits, so on. And I do want to talk a little bit about remote work and leadership. These are all things that I feel really fit together well. But I do have a topic over on the community. And if there's anything that you're interested in seeing happen in the Effective Remote Work community, please post a reply there. I'll put a link in the show notes to this topic. Head on over there. Let me know what you're thinking. Another thing that didn't work so well for me this year is what I'm calling the shifting sands of task management. I started off the year using the bullet journal, then I dove into OmniFocus because I was feeling like I had a lot of little details that I had to manage, but then I kind of fell off the rails with that again, so I went back into the bullet journal. Then for about four months, I didn't really have much of a system other than writing tasks down wherever I felt that I could. I was experimenting in Notion. I've experimented in Todoist with their new boards feature. And now I'm experimenting in Obsidian using that for plain text task management. It's been all over the place. And especially that four months where I didn't really have a solid system down. I had a system, I guess you could say, but it wasn't really anything baked in where I felt like I could trust it at any level. I was really struggling and I was feeling maybe that I was missing something, even though I wasn't necessarily missing getting anything done. The challenge here for me has been finding a system that is peaceful. What do I mean by that? Well, when I'm looking for a system, I don't want the tooling or the use of it to cause me to feel more stressed than I did before. 
A lot of times I would find a place of peace or feeling less stress when using a task manager, but it was only when I had everything in it. And then it took a lot of effort to maintain it. Where I felt the most peaceful is when I'm using the bullet journal because I know it's there. I don't have to worry of if I'm going to miss a task or not because all I have to do is flip through some pages and there it is. There isn't this cognitive overhead that comes with a digital tool that's literally like shifting sands. You're pulling tasks out of a database and they're not static. The screen changes all the time. You can shift into different perspectives or views, potentially missing tasks, potentially not, having to manage a bunch of metadata for them. For me, a lot of times that just causes more stress than it does help. Sure, it helps me make sure that I have every single task that's there and it's perfectly organized. However, it doesn't necessarily help me get work done. And when I'm feeling more stressed, then that's a difficult thing for me to do. So that's why I'm experimenting with Obsidian right now for task management. I have a separate vault for that where I'm literally just putting, I've got three or four different notes that I've got my list of things to do. They're not very long lists by any means, and I don't go into super insane detail mode when I'm making them, but I'm really just keeping track of the items that are important to me and that I need to make sure that I remember. That's how I've been using task managers for about the last year or two. And so I'm finding this is working so far. I cannot say for certain that it's going to be something that I'm going to stick with long-term, but the simplicity of it is definitely nice. Two more high-level things that didn't work out so well this year, and the first one you can probably about guess what it is, but any kind of planning. With the ever-changing landscape of what's happening with COVID and the pandemic this year, it wasn't the easiest thing to try to plan anything long-term. I just kind of kept going by what was in front of me day by day, week by week, trying to stay on top of everything that I had at that time. The downside of this is that a lot of times I ended up reacting more than I did working on things proactively or planning things out and trying to make headway on a bigger project. I was planning on releasing some kind of a course this year, and I was actually really thankful that Francesco reached out to me to partner on the Obsidian Made Simple course because I think having that partnership and then some deadlines too really helped me actually pull that course together. Had I just been trying to do it all by myself, I don't necessarily think it would have come out this year, potentially even next year. So I'm really grateful that that happened. I suppose you could say that some great things happen when you don't plan. And the last thing that didn't really work more high level again is not really giving myself enough space to rest and slow down. I know that's been an easy trip up point with the pandemic. Many of us, myself included, want to keep busy so that we don't have to think about what's going on in the world around us. We want to keep busy because the, everything else is stressful. Work, in essence, can be a kind of escape. That's not a bad thing, but when you don't really give yourself enough space to slow down, process what you're going through, process what you're experiencing, heck, cry if you need to, that's not really a good place to be long-term. Short-term, you can manage it, but for eight, nine months, no. That hasn't been very effective for me. That's actually why I'm taking 2021 and making my theme the year of slowing down. There are a lot of different spokes to this that make sense to me in a lot of different ways, but slowing down in this one way is to make sure that I have enough margin. Margin for myself to process my emotions, 
margin to make sure that I'm resting. And I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't some other sort of video series or podcast or something that comes out of that too. This has been a really big picture thing that I have been feeling that is important to me for a while, but it's been difficult to figure out how to exactly act on it. And so 2021 is going to be the year to figure out how to change my life to slow down in a lot of different ways. Doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be doing less, so to say, but it's more about my mindset toward approaching those things. One thing that I know that will be part of that is practicing more essentialism. If you haven't heard of the book Essentialism by Greg McCune, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's a pretty decent look at what it means to stay focused on a few key things and how much more impactful that is than trying to focus on a lot of things at once. I know 2020 has been a year of a lot of hopelessness for a lot of people. It's been one for me in some regards too, but I am looking ahead to 2021 with hope. I am looking ahead to 2021 with a vision that things are going to still continue to get better. Even though this year has been difficult in many ways, it's been really good in a lot of other ways too. If you haven't done an annual review, I definitely recommend checking that out. I have a video up over on the YouTube channel with all the steps that I go through to conduct an annual review, and maybe it'll be helpful for you too. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening to Process. My name is Justin with Effective Remote Work. I'll talk to you in 2021.